Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season 3, Episode number 78 on this Monday, October 18th, 2021. Frank and Nick, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Excited to be on the show today. Me too. Testing out the new equipment. Yeah, no, we got um new mics. Um, I don't have mine with me. I have the old one, but it's like it's same, it's like sure. So it's the same thing kind of. Um, so for the podcast listeners out there, you guys should have some better audio quality today. The cameras, we're working on it. It's a bit of a a work in progress. Frank got actually his new one, but we're not sure how much more of an upgrade it actually is. But uh, maybe you'll see on YouTube. Let us know down below in the comments um, how much better Frank's camera actually is and ours, uh, me and Nick's. So moving on to what we'll talk about in the episode today, we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals improving to six and no, the Baker Mayfield and the Brown struggles. We'll get into the Jaguars' first win of the season in London. And moving on to the NBA portion of the episode, we'll talk about the Suns extending Mikhail Bridges, but not DeAndre Ayton. And we'll get into an opening night preview for the NBA. So without further ado, let's dive on in. And we begin today's episode with the Arizona Cardinals improving to 6-0. Um, they had a big road win versus the Browns, 37-14, to I believe. I mean, they put on a show. Kyler Murray was fantastic, playing an MVP level. You know, DeAndre Hopkins had two touchdowns. Overall, a great team effort. The one thing I will say from this game is, I'm surprised they didn't use Chase Edmonds at all in the second half. Like, I really could have used those fantasy points, but uh, that's off topic. Um, but, you know, for this Cardinal team, I think it's important to keep stacking these wins, you know, stay ahead of the Rams. So then they get that home, you know, home field advantage in the playoffs because there's going to be a big difference from the one seed to the five seed. And, you know, it's still very reasonable to drop to the five seed um, this year. So, you know, guys, do you think that the Cardinals are, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL? Uh, or do you think the Rams potentially would catch up to them still? Like, I mean, for me, I think the Rams are still better than the Cardinals. I, I think the Cardinals are still a wild card team. Um, sure, they're 6-0, but the Rams are 5-1. And, and, you know, they still play one more time. So they got to beat them again, you know, to really solidify that one seed. Well, I mean, they are 5-1, and one, but like you said, who do they lose to? The Cardinals. And in LA and it was a blowout win. I mean, you know, the Cardinals really handled that game from the start. It's one game though. Well, yeah, definitely. But they still have the upper hand as of now. And they played against some decent teams. They just went on the road against the Browns. I believe the Cardinals actually have the Packers coming up after uh, they play the Texans this week. So that'll be another test, you know, coming up soon against another great team in the NFC. But, you know, as of now, this has to be the best team in the NFL. I think Buffalo is right up there with them. But, you know, the Cardinals... You know, you're 6-0 and for a reason. You, you know, you've beaten some actual teams like we touched on. You beat the Rams. You beat the Browns. They also beat the Titans the week one, and they crushed them. So I'd say at 6-0, and the way that Kyler Murray is playing, the way that DeAndre Hopkins looked last week uh, against the Browns, um, the defense, they were without Chandler Jones as well. J.J. Watt had a nice game. The linebacking core, I mean, it's just I would say right now there's no one that's better. Yeah, you can't argue with the results. They're 6-0, and and I think they have the second-best point differential in the NFL behind the Bills, but the Bills – you know, kind of inflated that when they beat up on the Dolphins and Texans. But yeah, I mean, you just can't argue with their results. And they've played a lot of tough teams and they've been on the road for almost all of them, four of their six games. They've been away from home, blowing teams out. I like, what was it, 17 versus the Rams? They just won by 23. I mean, they're blowing these teams out week one versus the Titans. And these are all good teams. So, you know, it's a shame that we live in a, like a society today where they'll lose one game to like Green Bay or the Rams and everybody will say frauds. I told you they sucked. They're only nine and one now. They suck. They're the worst team ever. And it's, it's a shame it's like that. But this is a really good football team and they can compete for a Super Bowl. I don't see why not. They have great quarterback play, tons of weapons on offense. They get after the quarterback. What else do you need? No, I'm not saying that they can't contend for a Super Bowl. I actually believe they're a top three team in the NFC behind the Tampa Bay and, you know, L.A. But when you have a team like the Rams in your division, I mean, they just came off a 38 to 11 smackdown on the Giants where oh. they looked, you know, impressive. And look, the Giants are a professional football team. So let's not like say like it just. What's a, the score you know, if the Cardinals play the Giants right now? I think it's like 34-10. Same thing. I think it's around the same thing. Maybe 30. But how could you but give it, the Rams the edge over the Cardinals if the, you know, the Cardinals beat the Rams at home? And I'll, not just I'll say them. this. They, I'll they say this, the they have the better defense. They have the, the much better defense still, the more complete football team. Because, you know, Arizona, they have a solid pass rush, right? But mm -hmm. the secondary, there's still questions over there. So until we, you know, see Arizona, you know, just, I guess, sustain it, right? I think sustaining is the big thing with Arizona. You know, 
LA, Sean McVay, they proved for four years now that they've been comp- that they've been a Super Bowl contender, even when they had Jared Goff. So now adding Matthew Stafford and they're five and one. We're acting like, you know, they've done anything since the offseason to like fall off. No, we should I'm stick not with saying our the Rams picks right now. I'm I not believe. saying the Rams fell off. I'm just saying that I think you need to give more credit to the Cardinals, considering last year as well. If Kyler Murray doesn't pick up that shoulder injury and he does he can't play that last he can play that last game, they make the playoffs. So and it, it was expected kind of where the quarterback's going to take that big jump finally, and he did, and look at the success of the team. And I also think, you know, Isaiah Simmons finally developing. Zayvon Collins, a first-round pick, looks good. Byron Murphy got better. And then adding J.J. Watt, I think it's just a good mix right now of veterans and some young guys, and everything's kind of just coming together at the right time. And look at the offense, too. Rondell Moore's their fourth receiver. He'd be a wide receiver, too, on a lot of other teams. He's really good. So You're making just, a lot of just, looks at running back, too. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They just have so much they can throw at you. They have Edmonds, and then they have James Conner, power and speed. Like it's just perfect. They have a great match, a mix and match of kind of everything. Mm-hmm. And going back to the defense, I think the Rams have a better team on paper, but the Cardinals' defense has produced more. They're allowing three less points per game than the Rams, and like they're like they have one of the best defenses in the NFL right now on paper, or like just statistically points per game allowed and, and yards as well. And I'm not saying the Rams are bad. The Rams, I agree, they're a top three team in the NFL, but the Cardinals are there too. And I'm having a hard time right now picking which one is better, honestly. Yeah, so and Rams or Cardinals, guys? Pick I think with right the now, Cardinals for now. I think Cardinals because, listen, in today's NFL, you got to have a quarterback. If you don't have a guy like Tom Brady who just reads any defense, you got to have a guy who can move, and Kyler Murray can move. And I think, that's Look, I think that makes a difference. You know, Kyler's better than Stafford, no debate from me, but – you know, let's not act like Matthew Stafford, you know, hasn't been a massive upgrade over Jared Goff. I mean, he's oh, been phenomenal. He's been a he's top been a eight quarterback upgrade. in the NFL. But I we just think Kyler we... Murray is the guy right now. I think he's the MVP right now. And I, I think, think Lamar Jackson's the MVP. It's close. But if I mean, listen, if the Cardinals win this division and they if win you, 14, If you give Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and Rondell Moore, Lamar is putting up way better numbers. I get that. Lamar but hypotheticals, is better hypotheticals right aren't factored into the MVP voting. It's just what happened. And right now, well, the Kyler Murray has better talent. numbers. And they're five and one. They're both. Yeah, but Kyler Murray has better numbers and a better record. And that is what's happening. Better we can numbers. argue about hypotheticals all day. Lamar Jackson's top five in passing yards, top eight in rushing yards. Yeah, but he's got, he's got some interceptions that Kyler Murray doesn't have and some fumbles. The one game they lost are, was a Lamar Jackson fumble. Interceptions are a flawed stat. I'll say that. Pat Mahomes extent, is, sure. third, is, is third in picks. And, you know, we know Pat Mahomes isn't a bottom three quarterback. No, but I think near that. The Cardinals at 6-0 and right now, undefeated, and the way Kyler Murray's playing, he's elevated. Like, I know Lamar's playing great as well. He's probably having his best year statistically as a passer and will. I mean, he's a top-10 passer right now in the NFL. But if you're 6-0, and how are you going to you know pick against that? You're not for an MVP race. And I think his numbers are better. And I get Lamar, considering he's kind of carrying the Ravens and all the injuries that they had. That's a good storyline to back. It's a good story at line, the end of the yes. day that if the Cardinals finish with a better record than the Ravens, which I think they will, Lamar, uh, Kyler Murray's winning MVP. But let me ask you this. Are the Browns better than the Rams? No, the, they have an easier division, you know, the Ravens do. So they'll win the AFC North most likely. I mean, Cincinnati's not winning hey, the AFC Hey, North. don't sleep. I was just going to say, don't sleep on Cincinnati, though. Four and two. Come on. I have Cincinnati in my playoff picture, my updated playoff picture. So well, Cincinnati's got a tough test. On Cincinnati. They have a tough test this week because they're playing the Ravens. Yeah, so then they, they will go to the Jets. They'll go to the Jets next week then, right? So yeah, they it's got on Halloween. an easy schedule. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're fine. I mean, listen, Baltimore is going to be a good test. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz this year, and you guys know how much the Ravens love to Blitz. So, you know, that's going to be – you want to see if this Bengals team could hang around. They hung around with the Packers a few weeks ago. They just beat the brakes off the Lions, which I expected. And then, you know, if they can hang and prove that they're a legit team and hang with Baltimore, that'll open a lot of eyes because Burrow really – you know, you look at it now, actually, we could bring in the Ed Ogeron side of it. Look at Ed o, uh, Coach O since Joe Burrow left. Look at the Bengals now that they finally got some pieces pieces around Joe Burrow. He's turning around that franchise. So look how much of an impact Joe Burrow has as a leader and as a franchise quarterback on, on a on a team. So you know absolutely. exactly. But Frank, you said you expected the the Bengals to beat the Lions by that much. I didn't personally. The Lions have been in almost every single game this year. I thought yeah, but- that I was really impressed with Cincinnati for the way they just manhandled Detroit and the defense. You know they got to Jared Goff a lot. Like, give them credit because Jared Goff has been, you know, okay this year, I think. But he looked really bad. Average. I mean, he looked bad. This He looked it, like it's a It's only a, a matter of time, like, though, when you like lose all these close games. It's only a matter of time before the wheels fall off and you just fall apart as a team. And the Lions are at that point now. I mean, you can only lose so many close games the before, like, everything goes wrong. 
And I'm not trying to take away from Cincinnati because remember, I'm the one on the show that loves Cincinnati just before I get any hate. But I mean, I, I just Detroit, Detroit's just a mess right now. I like, I just, are they going to win a game? I just don't know. And, because and they guys, guess awful. who Detroit plays this next week? Who? The Rams. And I'm, you should, Matthew oh. Stafford's going to want some revenge. Oh. They're going to beat the brakes off of them again. They're going to lose it in by Detroit. 40. I think it's in LA, but oh, uh, Matthew nice. Stafford's going to throw for five touchdowns. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, yeah, Frank, 100%. You, Frank, Frank, you said that that Brady would throw for five touchdowns versus the Patriots. I mean, you're, oh, you're pretty was, big with that. <laughs> bad, bad weather, but Brady did not play good that night. Let's I know, just say but no like, Gronk either. He needs Gronk out there. But let's just say they'll play well. Like I don't think we could put a stat to oh, no. like five touchdowns. The, Ram, like the Rams will have yards. a dominant victory over the Lions. There's no well, doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, Stafford, I feel like, how many touchdowns did he throw versus the Giants? He had four, four. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I'll throw for five against the Lions. They're even worse than the Giants. That's every Sunday, every given Sunday, you, you know. That's yeah, fair. that's true. Let's move on, though, to the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, do they have problems? Kind of the wheels falling off for them maybe a little bit. Kareem Hunt is going to miss about a month. Nick Chubb's got the calf injury. Both tackles were out on Sunday against the Cardinals. And they have a quick turnaround this week. Thursday night football against the Broncos, who are frauds, by the way. But still, you know, they're a 3-3 three and three football team. Mayfield has that serious shoulder injury. Got sacked by J- – well, got knocked down by J.J. Watt on Sunday. You saw kind of the reaction from it. Odell's playing banged up. You know, the Browns right now are last in the NFC North, and they're not in the playoff picture through six weeks. I mean, before the season, we all kind of had them around 11 wins, 12 wins. I think I had them at 11 and six, but they were one of our better teams in the AFC, you know, behind the legs of the Bills and the Chiefs. But, man, they're three and three. I know Graf has not liked some of the coaching decisions that Kevin Stefanski has made as well, and I think that plays a factor into this. But, you know, quick turnaround against Denver – I'm kind of worried about the Browns, especially with all the injuries early on in the season. I mean, we're only six weeks in. And remember, we added that extra game this year. Yeah, as you alluded to, I mean, I'm texting Frank the entire game Sunday. They, they go for it on fourth and five, like three minutes into the game. Like, just kick the field goal, take the points. Because all of a sudden, you're down 10 nothing. you're down 14 nothing. I bet you wish you had three points because then you score a touchdown. It's a much closer game. And they do this all the time. They did it versus the Chargers twice. And it's like six points. What would happen if the Browns had six more points for the Chargers? They win that game. It's like in the first half, you take points. You don't go for it on these fourth and medium, fourth and long situations. You don't go for two. You just take the points. I think Stefanski's too aggressive and he kills them. Um, but he's not a horrible coach. He, he's, he's, I mean, he's been the best thing the Browns have had in forever. And, but their injuries are too much to overcome, especially Baker Mayfield. He's not playing at the level he should be playing at. And at the end of the day, this is a quarterback's league. If you have a quarterback playing like that, and I'm not saying it's his fault, but the injury is clearly affecting yeah. him. And if that's the case, they're not going to go far. Especially yeah, the, now that the running backs are hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chubb and Hunt. And Hunt's that's the biggest IR now. So yeah, Hunt's going to miss a month. Yeah, he's... But, you know, the, the Baker Mayfield slander, though, is too far, guys. I mean, like, I get that he's not been playing well, but he's been hurt. And he's no, a I get torn that. labor. I'm like, two, I mean, you see what he's walking to the press conference with. And all these Browns fans who are like, you know, we don't want to extend Mayfield. You know, he sucks. OB, that's the only reason why OBJ is not playing well. He's the best thing you guys have had in, like, 20 years since yeah. you moved back to Cleveland in 1999. You guys have been a poverty franchise with, like, what, one playoff appearance before that? I think like they made us like one time maybe before Baker Mayfield. And now all of a sudden they're a, a perennial playoff contender with him. So like the whole idea that you're going to throw like, you know, throw him away and kick him to the curb and like get a new quarterback. Like, no, you're, you have to keep him. And you know what I want to add to that too? Like you said, Baker Mayfield came here his rookie year and he made this team decent. They were at least an average team. Seven and eight. They were, they were yeah, seven and eight. That one. shows they a testament good. to his leadership and his toughness right now. Because I don't know if a lot of other quarterbacks around the National Football League would be playing with the torn Stafford in their other playing. in their other shoulder. I, I'm, I'm not saying Stafford wouldn't, but I'm saying a lot of quarterbacks maybe would opt to get the surgery. He's playing through this. Sure, it's not the best thing every week, but look at all these other injuries that are falling on the Browns. And, and Frank. Obviously on a contract year, Baker. though. On a contract year, too. Yeah. That he's playing through it. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, when you're missing your two left tackles and two starting running backs on a run-based heavy offense that, you know, plays off play action, what do you, like, what do we expect? Do we expect it to go well? No. Yeah, and, they and they're also missing Landry, which we know is is probably Baker's Baker favorite target. favorite target. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a combination, and we're six weeks into the season. They did have some tough opponents given, um, but, you know, they're three and three. But yeah, they're getting blown out. They're supposed to be a good football team. You can't be they get, blown out at home. They didn't by get blown anything. out by Kansas City. They didn't get blown out by the Chargers. They, they got, got blown they out got by the humiliated Cardinals. by the Cardinals. And if that if they don't get that Hail Mary at the end of the half, they're losing that game by 30. I uh, agree, but 
I think injuries, like, I mean, dude, did we not just run down all these injuries they have? Like, no, that's I get the reason it, but why that's they reason lost. I don't think they it's like, the, you no, know, 100%. It's a reason the for Ravens concern have just as many year. injuries. The Ravens have had more, honestly. It's, it's a reason for concern, concern this year, but it's not like that them turn, you know, going the opposite way. Like, it's not no. Kevin Stefanski, you know. No, that I get, but. I mean, it is still worth like taking a look at because you don't have forever in the NFL. Like this team isn't going to stay together forever. Oh, this was a year it might that be the Browns could legit. Years. Yeah, and, and, and the Baker's finally getting hurt. paid now. He's mm-hmm. going to finally have to get paid. So they're and the fact that they're all getting hurt is just a really bad thing. And I, I also, I really do think they could still be playing better than they are because you look at the Ravens; they have so many injuries. But I guess the difference there is their quarterback is healthy, whereas the Browns is not. So I also want to add that you're not going to have Kareem Hunt next year either. Yeah, you don't think he's, he's going to come back? He's going to get more money elsewhere. He's going to get way more money somewhere back else. A running back one. You know, especially yeah. since you extended Chubb before this year. So, it, like you said, these windows are small. And I like the me- point that you mentioned about Baker Mayfield is going to get paid because the time to win a Super Bowl is when your quarterback's on a rookie contract. You could spend on other pieces. Look what the Chargers have done right now while Herbert's on this rookie contract. They've tried to bring in, you know, some other pieces around him, you know, pay guys that they have in there. They brought in all-pro center Corey Lindsay. Like, when you have that money available, you – to you when that quarterback's on the rookie contract, that's the time. Absolutely. And you know, no, 100%. It's, but, it's not going to be around forever. But look at the schedule they have coming up. They got at Denver, or at home versus Denver, excuse but me. But it's a short week a with win. all those that's injuries. That's a win, though. Teddy is Bridgewater it a win, though? has looked terrible I, so far. I don't think I, I there's think, a guarantee for that game. I, yeah, okay. I mean, it, it's it's but, really tough given how they've played. But pick it. Win or loss, though. You don't think it's if a If I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Cleveland, but I think it's yes. going to be cl- I I would not be surprised if the Broncos beat them. And then, Frank, at home versus Pittsburgh. I think that's a win, guys, right? I, that's, I, I don't know what all these uh, Yeah, injuries. I'll give them a win on that. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I still don't Pittsburgh know. Pittsburgh's a pushover. Guys, you got to remember, it's a divisional game. The Pittsburgh got after the quarterback last night. They got after Geno Smith really well. Geno Smith? You just said a Geno Smith. I, and it's oh, I understand that, but the pass rush looked look good. And with Cleveland's injuries on the offensive line, it's going to be tough. And not having your star running. I mean, given Chubb will probably be back for that game. But, like, I don't, I don't think that's a guarantee either. Yeah, they still play six division games left in the schedule. They haven't played they one haven't yet. They haven't played one yet. Okay. And and, yeah. and guys, this you you it's not like you get that bye week kind of like week against the Bengals anymore. Like you got to play against them. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like, you get absolutely. the oh, uh, you get a, a near I mean, not Pittsburgh solid. Uh Pittsburgh solid. Team. None the of the teams are awful is, in that division. Is yikes. You can't not show up for one of those weeks and get away with winning a football game. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Agree, but gotta, their schedule is not that hard outside of like the Ravens. Their only hard game is the Packers left. Like they play the Lions, like 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 the, well, no, I mean, the I mean, Broncos, like the do they play the Jets? It's I don't think the Jets are in here. Okay, so I have the Lions. So what do they have? They have eleven games left. Six of them are division games, and all those are going to be tough. And then they have the Packers on top of that. Like that's a that's Still not an split. easy schedule. Give them a split for the division games, a loss to the Packers. That's four more losses. Ten and seven. Maybe yeah, maybe not eleven. And six. I mean, playoffs then. I had them at eleven and six uh, before the year. I think that's accurate. But can you make the playoffs with ten wins? I don't know. Yes. It, it'll be close because the, the, the Bengals might have 10 wins. Yes, but the, they would be the seventh seed in the, in the AFC because the Patriots look bad. Dolphins look bad. Uh, do the Patriots, Patriots look bad? I think they, they're yeah, they can make it still. No, I think agreed. they could. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. But they're two Listen, and four. Right now, Pittsburgh's in the playoffs over them. With the same Cleveland's record. Cleveland's not in it. Yeah, Cleveland's at three and three. Yeah, yeah but I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but right now the playoff picture says the Steelers are the sixth seed. Or they're the seventh seed and the Bengals are the sixth seed, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I know both of those teams are in. Yes. But all right, let's move on now. Uh, we had the not Jacks as division the winners, though, it looks like. What? Not as division winners, though, it looks like, because it looks oh, like no. the Ravens. They won't make them. Oh, they won't 100%. Make them in the division. Um, but the Jags and the Finns played in London this weekend. Um, it, was a, it was a nail bite. It was honestly a pretty entertaining game, you know, all things considered. Um, so I, I got a few questions to, uh, as takeaways from this game. First of all, Urban Meyer gets his first win. Like, does this extend his stay in Jacksonville? How much longer is he going to be there? And then also, Tua looks pretty solid. You know, I don't think I've ever seen him throw for 300 yards before. He was making some throws, but it was in a loss. So, like, what do we take away from that? Is he, is he getting there? Is he going to be the guy for the Dolphins? I don't really know. Look, about the Dolphins, they – I mean, the problem wasn't Tua yesterday. If you watched that game, um, I thought he played very well, actually. Um, the mm-hmm. problem was the defense, you know, Brian Flores was known for, you know, getting this defense to, you know, rally without, you know, really any like, you know, stars on the team. And now they're just a bottom five unit. I believe I think they're literally like, like one of the worst defenses statistically in football. The offensive line was a question mark coming into the season, which is the reason why we weren't high on them with Tua. So, yeah, I mean, 
without the, the good, the great defense, without a top five defense, this team is really bad. I mean, that's just the honest truth. Their offense was really never that good. We knew that coming into the season. We knew that Will Fuller was injury prone. You know, he's injury prone. He's not going to, you know, play all the games. Devontae and Parker, too. Devontae Parker, too. I mean, the offense, you know, the offense isn't really that special because those were their, you know, two, you know, guys. And Miles Gaskin, he's, he's the bright spot in the offense, I would say. Um, Jalen Waddle is pretty good, too. I mean, he had two touchdowns. He played, played a good game. But, yeah, I mean, the bad offensive line, bad defense, too, is not, you know, a playmaker. He's not going to win your game, certainly. So I'm not really too surprised. As for Jacksonville, um, look, this game means absolutely nothing. I don't care what anybody says. Everyone's, you know, getting, you know, overreacting too much. It's one win. It's one win. And this might be their only win of the season, I think. Um, so enjoy it, Urban Meyer, because this might be your last win. I mean, you ever get. Yeah, I don't want to look at this from a Jaguars perspective because I kind of agree. Like you won one game. Congrats. Urban Meyer, I still think. I don't know if his job is that secure because of everything that happened and stuff, but this was a good way to kind of get all of that out of the media to say the least. I think it's a kind of good way to flush that out. Well, I, I think, about that. I, I think the John Gruden thing kind of helped Urban Meyer too. With, 100%. You know, getting out of Definitely. The media. But I talk about it from the Dolphins aspect. You guys, we got to think about this. They don't have a first round pick. That belongs, yeah, to, yeah, it belongs to Philadelphia. Going yeah. to Philly. So that's a big thing right here. Cause you know, you have Tua. you made the wrong decision, obviously picking him over Justin Herbert. But, you know, you don't have a first-round pick. How are you going to pick a quarterback? And with a bad offensive line and a defense that's regressed, this team is in a disaster of a situation. The only way you could somewhat salvage this is trade for Deshaun Watson. But with everything that's going on over there, how are you going to do that? And you don't even have a pick to give up this year. So you're going to give up on Tua? Tua, honestly, is going to have to be the quarterback next year regardless because you don't have that pick. Unless they somehow pull off some trade package for Watson. But the Texans will be picking to Miami. Picking one or two so they could pick a quarterback. I, I mean, Miami is just in a disaster of a situation. Bad offensive line. We don't know what's what from the quarterback. This next kind of, you know, the rest of the season is going to be like a tryout for him. The defense has regressed. And the owner, Chris Ross down there, doesn't have much patience. He would be fine with moving on from the quarterback now. But you can't win without, without the pick. So they're in trouble. And, you know, we've talked about this before. When you mess up on your, you know, your quarterback pick or, you know, like in this situation – kind of was a backup, split time with Fitzpatrick, got hurt. You know, you could delay the success of a franchise for four or five years, and it's going to hold you back. And this is what's happening to Miami right now, and, and they're not going to be good for another, you know, decent period of time because of this. Mm-hmm. That's just I, I also like to point out, though, like, I don't think this is a very uh, quarterback-strong class like last year, so I, it, it's going to be interesting regardless to see how teams handle that. But just talk about the Jaguars for a second. I, I just – I can't get over this win because I look at the same thing with the Giants. How much time did that Saints win give Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman? I feel like it just gave them another three years with the franchise. And I just feel like oh. I feel like the Jaguars are going to like fall into a similar shot. Like, oh, he won one game. Like, because if they lost that Wait, game, no, don't you think he would have been you fired? Said it, you said it gave it would give him three years. To, that's Judge? an exaggeration, but it feels like they're going to stay around for way too I long. I don't now. think. I think that, that win versus Saints meant nothing at all. Because you don't, you don't think 0-6 has a much different feeling than 1-5? Because I feel like it does. Personally. I mean, last year they started off 0-6. So, I mean, they've done it before. But that was the first year with Joe, with Joe Judge, and now we're like another year into this mess. But my Look, point is, I just feel like 0-6 is a much different feel than 1-5. Than and and the, sometimes these owners fall into this trap of like, oh, we're building somewhere. Like, we can't get rid of him now. Because like they're not. But when get... we're looking back on it, week seventeen, are we really gonna you know concentrate on the one week five win when they lost ten straight after that? If they're one well, in fifteen. Yeah, I mean, five, I, I, obviously, like, who cares? I think I know. Though, it we'll buys see. you a little time, at least for the pressure that's on you during the regular season, and I think that's fair to bring up because you know you lose this game in London, for example, for the Jaguars, people would be like, leave Urban Meyer in London. You know, <laughs> we have a we have a bye week coming out. Let's fire him now. Let's replace <laughs> him now. You know, it buys him a little bit of time, at least for now. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it, it, it makes the seat a little, it just cools down the seat. The seat is, you know, was burning hot. It just cools it down a little bit. Like you said, but like you said, Ben, at the end of the year, then when we're evaluating this, it doesn't mean anything, but right now for the time being it, it, it cools it down a little bit. It makes everything a little bit less, you know, front news, you know, front page kind of news, especially like with the thing that happened with urban Meyer last week, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, brought up now it's going to be yeah, exactly urban meyer is not even dealing with just being a bad football team i mean he's also dealing with you know being just com- totally selfish you know just immature just not an action that you would want your head coach to you know participate in 
So yeah, but don't you think that whole situation, that whole situation is like seemingly irrelevant now after the John Gruden news? I feel like nobody's it, talked it, about um, Urban Meyer. Look, I think when people talk about Urban Meyer, like when there's a, a talk show or when there's a segment about Urban Meyer, that will still be brought up forever. That's in history. It happened. Mm-hmm. I think in national media, yes, he did get away with it um, since the John Gruden news. But I don't think like when we're looking back at the end of the year, we're really going to care about this London win and be like, oh, this was the game that saved Urban Meyer. If they win five games, maybe. But I don't see oh, that. But- They're just not a good team. But like I said, it's, it doesn't matter at the end of the year, but it matters now. And mm-hmm. we're living in the that, present. What, so. what does that matter, though? Because for- I thought if they lost this game, what do you mean does gone. it not? No, here's yeah. why I say that. Because, like, when's coaches rarely get fired. I think never get fired midway through their first season. No. So it doesn't matter how they feel right now about him. The yes, but it does. Matter. Because with the, with the situation that you have, People saying that he lost the locker room and then you lose a London he already, game. And he then still you... lost a lot. That win doesn't change the fact that the locker room still lost. It is still lost besides, besides one win. Yeah, but you're not going to fire one him after and a five, Frank. You're not going to fire him but after agreed. a win. But they weren't going to fire him after a loss anyway, is my point. They weren't uh, going to fire you know him after that? six games. How do you know that, though? After how do six. You... Frank, if they didn't fire him after the stupid incident, what makes you think they would fire him for 0-6? Because you used lost to being after the incident. You lost after being that front page. He lost. Kind of no, 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 no. They, didn't they lose again after the Bengals game? They lost. Well, again. they're 0-2 they after the incident. Yeah, yeah, so they lost after that Bengals game anyway. So that would have been the time to do it, Frank, then, if, according to your logic. Well, I mean, you have nothing. the bye week coming up now after London. I think that would make sense. They're not going to replace him during the regular season unless it's a complete disaster. We yeah, and during the first, and during the first year, though, I don't think we've ever seen a coach get fired midway through the first season. I mean, Ben, you've been calling for Urban Meyer to be fired from the preseason, so I have because he was so goddamn bad. His play calling was well, that, terrible. That's my point. We've never seen somebody this bad, and then with like his whole incident, like that's a very like rare situation. Whereas like it's one thing to be a bad coach, but it's another thing to be like a stupid person too. And like, and he's kind of like mixing no, like, both. He's a joke. Even his players, like you, you even watch it behind the scenes access videos of like the Jaguars, like having like Tim, like, dude, they had some like guest speakers that they brought in, bro. The team was laughing at him. Like the, in the, the behind the access, like Jaguars videos on Instagram, like, bro, he, he's had no respect from the team from the start. And I do think the Tebow situation matters. You guys say it doesn't, but it does because it shows him that if you have a relationship with Urban Meyer, you can get a shortcut to the top. It well, sends the wrong Carl- message, regardless. I think Carlos Hyde in that situation, we talked about it during the first two weeks. He was out-touching James Robinson, who clearly is the better player. And Urban Meyer, I guess, p- kind of pulled his head out of his ass and finally started realizing James Robinson needs to touch the ball because he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, oh, no, that, that Carlos was Hyde was with him at Ohio State, so I need to give him carries. You know, it doesn't work like that. In, 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 Frank, that's another example of why um, what he did with Tebow is bad. I mean, come on, you're giving you, your guy carries just because he was with you previously? Yes, that, that's, but you're giving Tim Tebow four snaps in a preseason game when, when it doesn't no, matter. No, it's not a, it's not about and the preseason. It's about get, getting him a spot on a roster no, where and you I, know and he I, deserves no Exactly. Shot I understand that. Obviously, that point of it, it's like the principle kind of, really, like – what you mean saying by that, but, and, and I can understand that. And I, people would be like, oh, this is a publicity stunt and stuff like that. And I could see that. And I could see how yeah. players don't, wouldn't like that either. You know, if you're winning, dude, look, if you're winning, obviously we're not talking about this. It's pretty obvious. If we're, if they're five and, you know, one or even like three and three, we're not talking about the Jaguars with even the bar incident. Even I think if it would be two- viewed as funny though. I think it would be viewed as, it was like a funny thing if he was three and three, to be honest with you. Even if, if you were comp- media is like, had a couple wins, like you said, like two or three, like, and you're just competing. Like nobody's giving the line shit for being zero and six because they're so called competing. Yeah, you know, like, but yeah, exactly. So if they win that game, guys, nobody's nobody really cares about him celebrating at the bar. I think I really don't think so. No, I agree. You like a funny troll, like, oh, like good for Urban Meyer Savage, like, because that's how the media is. Like, you know how these, like, yeah, these, like these companies. I mean, like. That's how they would they would twist the narrative and be like, oh, Urban Meyer's a complete savage or something like that. But I um, agree. Let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs now. Um, so they, they won 31-13, you know, at, at Washington. A, a lot of people thought that you know this this win, you know, meant you know a lot. I'm really not on that, you know, same page. I think they still made a ton of mistakes offensively that they typically don't make. I mean, Mahomes had two picks today, uh, or yesterday, excuse me. You know, it just it doesn't feel like the Chiefs when they're making mistakes that often. And then defensively, you know, you're playing against Washington. You're playing against Taylor Heineke. You're playing against, you know, what, Antonio Gibson, who was hurt. You know, th- that wasn't a good Washington offense. So 
to sit up here and say that Kansas City's back or, or that they're fixed, I think would just be foolish because they're, they're, not, they're not fixed. They're not back. It, it was one game versus, you know, where both sides of the football really didn't prove much. Um, so I think next week, though, big test at Tennessee, I believe, or yeah, at Tennessee, that defense, if they can hold, you know, Tennessee, then maybe we'll have a conversation about this. But versus Washington, guys, I mean, come on, give me a versus Washington, an offense that has struggled, you know, to really move the ball all year. I know they scored 30 points in some games, but like their yard, their total yards is still not that much. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that this, this was a bit misleading and, you know, obviously well, Washington with David Sean Taylor was just messed up though. Like, can we talk about that? Cause we missed the last podcast. Like they literally use this as a distraction to, you know, of the emails and stuff to have Sean Taylor's Jersey retirement day. You know how messed up that is? Like, for example, some teams have 90 days in advance, 150 days in advance to let them know they're retiring your jersey. Like the way and wait, 180 day advance. Some guys have a full year and you're going to do it four days before, four days. And it was the lowest budget PR thing I've ever seen in my life. They did nothing from no cool things. It was just a, a stupid, silly, like, you know, little thing at halftime. And I mean, the disrespect, I mean, that's so disrespectful. So one of your best players in franchise history a guy who tragically passed away, you're not even going to honor him with respect. That was so disrespectful to use his name and use his like, like likeness to like, you know, cover up something. It, it was a, it was a failed cover up. Like that made it, that made them look even worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't, obviously I think we can all agree that that was like embarrassing and just obviously, like you said, a cover up publicity stunt. Then you had like, they had the chiefs, like family members standing on Sean Taylor's number on the sideline. Like obviously yeah. it just, disaster and dancing but dancing. um i, I want to talk about the you know the football side of this because i think we can all mo- agree and move on that obviously what the washington football team did was messed up uh with that whole thing and it was, it was pr stunt and they just treated john taylor's family kind of just not the way you know you got to honor them you're honoring sean taylor um you know unfortunately he tragically passed away like you said protecting his family actually in a home invasion it was just kind of tough and to do that it's kind of like an fu which is very rude but talking about the Chiefs, like you said, I don't know if they're fixed. I don't know if anyone's saying they're fixed, but it's definitely a sign that's you know good. The defense looked a lot better in the second half. They had more younger guys playing, like Nick Bolton at the linebacker position, the rookie, which I liked. Um, Legereus Sneed and some of the younger corners played a little bit better. Obviously, Tyron Matthew. But like you said, the Washington football team and Taylor Heineke, it's about time. You know, We talked about this early on in the season, how he just knocked that good. And he's not the, you know, he makes some cool plays with his legs and stuff and extending plays, but he's not a great quarterback. But the Chiefs, like you said, in years past, they weren't kind of making these mistakes and they still are on offense. Mahomes with that bad interception, he was trying to throw the, you know, throw a pass, even though he was getting sacked. And then Tyree Kill had the ball go right through his hands for the other interception. But, you know, the Chiefs defense did turn it around in the second half, which is promising. And like you said, we just need to see that continue next week against the Titans, against a better offense. And like I said, we don't need this defense to be great. We just need it to be average. Middle of the pack, a little bit lower. And this football team will be back to their you know, winning ways. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it is promising that their defense will have zero points in the second half because this is a defense that was just unbelievably bad coming into this week. So, you know, regardless of who they're playing, that is definitely a sign of some improvement. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee next week is going to be a huge deal. Can they stop uh, Derrick Henry and – and Julio's you know, will AJ Brown too. and Julio Jones be back? I don't even know because well, Julio's back tonight versus the, the Bills. He's back yeah, that's AJ true. Brown is too. Julio's always banged up, so like that's all. Julio's always a week to week. Same week. with AJ Brown. AJ, AJ Brown's questionable with like an illness. I don't know yeah, if he AJ was... Brown's had an underwhelming season. So that they've all they've. So if the if the Titans are healthy, that's a matchup I would love to see though. Um, but yeah, the uncharacteristic turnovers. I mean, that interception by Mahomes was just awful, and. Yeah, I mean, the other interceptions by Mahomes was awful, not on him, but on Tyreek Hill for dropping that. He's usually a guy who has pretty sure hands. So, But the fact that you're able to turn the ball over three times, because I believe Mecole Hardman also had a fumble and still yeah, win by did. that much is definitely like a good thing because outside of those turnovers, they were moving the ball really well. And um, the one turnover was right on the goal line. So honestly, the, they, they were pretty close to scoring 40 points. They looked pretty promising. And I think it's a good start, but we got to see what they do against a better team. And I have to say the offense I liked because they were just taking what the defense was giving him. Mahomes was actually playing pretty patient for the you know most of the game. And I think having a power back in Darrell Williams was very good for the Chiefs offense. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is, you know, decent. He's a decent receiver, but having that power back in there helps them move the chains a little bit. 
you know, take a little bit of pressure off. And Mahomes just has to accept the fact that every play can't be an 80-yard touchdown to Tyree Kill, especially the way the defenses are playing you now. You just have to take what the defense is giving you. And if he can continue to do that and they can cut down on these turnovers that they're making uncharacteristically compared to years past, you know, just a little bit, because everything's not going to be perfect. You know, then they'll be fine. And the defense, like we said, is promising, but you have to keep it up and keep doing it on a consistent level. But it's something to build off for the next week, which is important. Mm-hmm. Let's move on, though, now to the NBA side of the podcast. Talk about the Suns and some decisions that they made this past week. They decided today, you know, the, de- the deadline happened, and they did not extend DeAndre Ayton, the center. Um, Ayton wanted a max contract. Owner Robert Savers refused to offer it. So, that tells you, you know, what, kind of what they think about him, that he was, you know, mainly a pick-and-roll-based player with Chris Paul. Obviously, we saw him, you know, improve his numbers in the postseason. But they did extend two other players. Sharpshooter Landry Shamit, four years, $43 million. They traded – he got they got him from the Nets, I believe. Kind of a lot. Um, not a lot. It's like $10 million a year. It's not that much for the yeah, NBA. That's money that they could be paying towards DeAndre and, you know, extra money. DeAndre Ian wanted a max contract, though. I don't think he deserved that. But it's, I think and it's Mikhail... not like the Suns think he's a pick and roll player, Frank. It's just that they don't think he's worth a max. Like it, he's a great play. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a max well, player. They I think, think he's not saying. a max player because he's just a pick and roll player, because he's just a role player. He's in like general. Clint Capella. Well, he's I don't think a he's better a role Capella. player. I don't think he's a role player, but well, Mikhail... look, max contract players for centers are tough. You have to be like a Joel Embiid, Nicole Jokic, in my opinion, Christian Wood, like Cat. Yeah. And what, what can all those guys do? What can all those guys score? do? They can, they can, they can score. They create, can actually yes, do something exactly. with the basketball. Create and score. That's mm-hmm. I think what you need to do as a max center. And I don't think he does that. So I don't think. He I just think he's a really above average rim runner. I think that's fair to say. Just yeah, the, one of the best rim. Runners. We've touched on this on the podcast before. All the other bigs that Chris Paul's played with, like DeAndre Ayton and Clint Capella, like they thrived with Chris Paul, and then like, they go to other situations. Um, I guess Clint Capella well, is Clint still Capella. Kind of Clint has Trey, so it's the yeah. same sort mm-hmm. of situation. Exactly. He's playing with another elite point guard. And but... by the way, Clint Capella's 2K rating is way too high. He's an 86 in 2K. He should Man, be well, more like ridiculous. 82 with like Lonzo, like like he's like the Lonzo, like uh Michaela Bridges tier, like but the, what the do mellow you... tier. Like, I don't know. He what do you guys think about ago. Bridges then? Because he got four years in Bridges, Bridges earned it because he plays a very valuable role in today's NBA. It might look like a little bit of an overpay, but like once again, the salary cap's gonna keep going up. So what is it like a $22 million annual salary? It might be a little bit of an overpay now, but in four years, it'll look good. And he's a very valuable player. The can he be a third? Can I he hate, be the, see, but like, is what are they doing then? Like he's going to be bridges is going to be the third piece on a championship team. I don't think, listen, I mean, listen, good players make $20 million a year. You can't just let him walk. And yeah. I, I really do think bridges is a really good player. He has some shot creation potential. He hasn't really shown it enough yet, but he's an elite defender and an elite three point shooter. And that's really valuable. But the Shamit signing is ridiculous because, like, I mean, he fell out of the Nets rotation. The Nets had, like, six guys they were playing last year, and Shamit couldn't even crack that rotation at the end of the year. He fell out of the Clippers rotation. I mean, he just he's just been a very inconsistent player in his time in the NBA. And I yeah, don't... but the mid-level exceptions, like, what, like, $8 million nowadays? I mean, like, $11 million a year isn't that much. It really yeah, you're basically, like, yeah, basically giving him. It, I'm sure it's a team option. Like, it's like a three-year deal, maybe, like, maybe non-guaranteed the last year. Like, I'm sure it's not too bad if you look at the details. Well, then he better be playing minutes because this is a Suns team that has made personnel decisions that don't make sense, kind of like when they drafted Jalen Smith in the top 10 and he didn't play yeah, was minutes. Bad. They could so have like, used Sadiq Bay or someone like that. Exactly. Like they can't, they, you can't be investing assets and money into players who don't play minutes. So this, this Landry Shamick, I better be playing 20 minutes a night to justify that payroll. That's just all I'm saying. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's actually, I mean, really he fair. can't, he can't also completely get... fall to the rotation like he did with Brooklyn and like he did with the Clippers. Didn't they get campaign for cheaper? Who was like an actual contributor for them as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so, campaign like, camp- got roughly like, I think roughly the same. I got four years. I think he got like million. nine a year or something like that. I don't, Let me similar. See. Yeah, I think it was, oh, no, um, wow. I think it was three nine. years, 19. It was three years, 19 yeah, it was million. A steal. And that's, that was that's a steal, steal for the Suns. Considering he was an actual contributor for them in the playoffs. Like you said, Landry Shaman fell out of rotations. So it doesn't make much sense. Not but. just any rotation. The Nets were playing six guys in those, like those last few games in the playoffs. Six. They were running a six-man rotation and Landry Shamit couldn't play. Like, come on. Yeah, but Mikhail Bridges, the four years, ninety million. That, that's not I think bad that's at actually all. A kind of a. I think it's kind of a steal. Like, well, I don't I don't think guess, oh wow! I, don't I think it's. Steal, but I think it's right where it bad. needs to be because it seems like a little that's bit right. of an overpay right now, but it'll make sense in a few years. And he he's a very young, promising player. But the thing is, like, when you have Mikhail Bridges, and then like you have Chris Paul, kind of like I don't know. The Suns are just in a rough spot. They're in a weird like, spot. It's it's so awkward because you're paying Chris Paul all this money. He's 37 years old, 36 years old, and then you have Bridges on this deal, and now you're not extending Aiton 
because you you're paying all this money to Chris Paul. It's just like, how do we see this in the future? Devin, and it's not surprising. It's actually not surprising that the, the Suns owner Robert Sarver um didn't offer him the max because Robert Sarver, if you don't know about him, he is mm-hmm. one of the cheapest cheapest owners in the NBA without a doubt. I mean. There's been story. Uh, there was, you know, stories back in the day how he sold draft picks for cash, like any Luol draft Dang. pick possible. The wall dang for cash. I mean, he sold so many draft picks for cash. First they round were, draft picks sometimes. I mean, he he's a he's a terrible owner. They were a championship contender back in the mid two thousands with like Joe Johnson and Steve Nash and Stoudemire. They could have had a young Luol Dang who was great in his prime. They could have had him, but they sold a pick for a few million bucks. Like that that's ridiculous. So yeah, he's he's yeah, done things he's, like that before. He's dirt cheap. So this mm-hmm. isn't surprising that he doesn't want to pay. But he doesn't want to go over the luxury. In this instance, I kind of agree, but it's weird because like they need Aiton, but also giving him the max like hurts you as well. So it's like it, it's tough because they're playing for now with Chris Paul, but they're not playing for their future with keeping DeAndre Aiton. And that's the kind of thing. Like, are they even gonna win a ring these next three years with Chris oh, Paul? Absolutely Pro- not. Probably not exactly. No, not so, even close. There's but so many. After there. making the finals last year, like that that buzz around the organization must be like we can win now w- with the team that we have, and let's not worry about the future. But then letting someone like DeAndre Ayton walk away, who could be one of the best centers in basketball in a few years, with Devin Booker and Mikael Bridges, might be hurting them if they don't get this ring now. And honestly, I don't think we they will. There's just you know with the Nets and the Bucks and the Lakers, I, to me, there's no chance. The Clippers yeah, we'll even. See. I mean, the Clippers would have beat them last year if they were healthy. Even the Nuggets are better than them in my eyes. The nuggets are better. Exactly. The Nuggets well, are better. Yeah, the Jazz are I said this last year. I said the Suns, the Suns aren't a top five team in basketball, and I don't think it's a controversial take at all. Um, okay, so we got the NBA opening night tomorrow, Tuesday. That's super exciting. So uh, we just got some matchups here. The Nets and the Bucks play tomorrow, and then also the Warriors and Lakers. So maybe the four best teams yeah. in the league. And then some Wednesday games I want to keep an eye on. Bulls, Pistons. Mostly because I'm a Bulls fan, but also number one pick, <laughs> Cade Cunningham. Right? That's a big deal. Um, Nick Celtics, that's an exciting one. That's oh. one of the primetime games. And then Nuggets, Suns. So we have some exciting matchups uh, coming up in the next two days. And, you know, obviously Warriors, Lakers is the one that I want to watch. Steph Curry versus LeBron, you know, Russell Westbrook in his first game. Anthony Clay Thompson Davis will be back. Clay well, Clay Thompson won't be back, back but not um, yet. No, no he, not even he's close. out for like another month. Oh, come on. But, and I think Wiseman's out too, but like Draymond Green will be out there. Oh, Wiseman's going to be out as well? Mm-hmm. With what then, now? Foot? Well, they got they got Wiggins, they got uh, Poole, they got Looney, they, they got pieces. And listen, it's, are, Kuminga and uh and uh, Moses Moody are gonna have to play some minutes in, which would be nice. Yes, and then listen, at the end of the day, it's Curry in the regular season, so they'll always have a chance. But it's just exciting, really, to see the Lakers' new big three. I want to see. Yeah, I'm I mean, curious to see if Melo's gonna start. I think that's something because Anthony Davis did say he would play some center, so I'm really curious to see like what the Lakers are gonna throw out there for the first game. Now that's kind of kind of changed throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, Clay, Clay Thompson, bro, he wasn't going to even play until Christmas, I thought. Why? Because he has two of the most devastating injuries in basketball. Oh, damn. It's a tough scene. I came off an Achilles, actually, but yeah, I mean, coming look, off the, Achilles, well, the Achilles was in what? It was, it was the ACL and no, then the Achilles. It was the ACL first in the finals. And oh, then and the Achilles, Achilles was this year. summer. That's why it's not. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was this like sense. November. It was last November. It was actually pretty yeah, good. It was an NBA draft night. Mm-hmm. Or we close to that night. Are the Knicks home on Wednesday? Yes, we are. We're we're one point favorites. Damn versus Celtics. Damn. But um, that's, and you that's know, on ESPN my, as well too. Yeah, for my picks Tuesday, I'm picking the Bucks over the Nets. I think with their getting their championship rings, um, which by the way, Giannis getting his you know ring on you know when Harden's gonna be there is gonna be phenomenal to watch as a Knicks <laughs> fan. Um, and then you know the Warriors and Lakers. I'm taking the Warriors in this one. Me I too. think just the first game of the season. I think the Warriors come out and win. I'm not saying the Lakers will be bad. I think the Lakers will be better than the Warriors will be. But it seems like the chemistry will take some time with them. I mean, it, it does. The preseason, they did not look good. And I know it's preseason, but they were playing in that last like game. So they did not look good whatsoever. So I think the, the Warriors will handle them in, the, in the, that game. But um, those will be two fun matchups. And then Wednesday, the Bulls, I mean, come on, they're beating the Pistons. Let's let's stop with that. He'll beat the brakes off the. Well, no, it's just, it's just a fun matchup, a fun though. Game. A lot of new faces, and then Cade Cunningham. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to watch him play. Nick Celtics is a close one. I, I could see that going either way. And then Nuggets Knicks. Suns. I'm I'm picking the I'm picking the Nuggets in this one. MPJ's gonna have a break. Gonna start his breakout campaign. Oh, we'll see about um, that. He's been a most improved player. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. He has to learn how to pass the basketball before he does that. And at least KPJ's well, not getting paid a max contract. Yeah. He's not getting paid a max contract. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but 
KPJ's well, getting nothing. MPJ's more MPJ's more proven. They He's also way more efficient. the Rockets also took such a chance on KPJ, and they literally gave up nothing for him. Like, and he's he's great. I, they, I they, they they did get a steal there. And I then love with watching all the KPJ. other with all the other young pieces they have. They could be a team to watch out. No, for. I'm I'm Not a big KPJ guy wise, too. But, I think but, the Rockets will. It'll be to me like the Rockets will kind of be like the Hornets last year. A lot of young pieces, a really fun team to watch. They won't be as good, I don't think. No, but they'll because, be a team that you want to like kind of see. Mm-hmm. You know, when you the turn Hornets, the TV on a t- the Hornets have like watch. a vet like Gordon Hayward, even Terry Rozier. Like I feel like the Rockets legitimately have none of that, and that's okay. I think they'll be exciting to watch, but they won't be winning many games. But that's okay. No, I don't think so either. You know, but I think they'll definitely be a team that you kind of want to tune in and just check out, just see how everything kind of gels together. Because mm-hmm. they have a lot of young players. You know, it sucks John Wall hasn't gotten moved yet either because I, I want yeah, to he play this year. I thought he was going to the Clippers possibly, I saw. Yeah, but, but that, that's that was a, a while salary ago. thing. And that, yeah. that the salary is – He has the a the huge contract. The only place he can go is – The only place he can, can go realistically from the contenders is like – Actually, I think it was the Clippers actually. It was because they well, – Because they'd have up, to like match um, his salary with like Reggie Jackson and like Bledsoe. Oh. No, and um, Luke Kennard. Was the Kennard, the yeah, yeah I think it was Kennard. Million. At the end of the day, though, the Clippers aren't going to make that trade. If the Rockets want to get rid of John Wall, they're going to have to buy him out. I know they said they're not, but like, okay, you can't just trade a $40 million contract. Like, that's not easy to you do. Know, they said they would rather have, like, just hold them in than buy him out. But why? Yes. Yeah. I don't I don't know why either. I mean, yeah, but I it guess... takes away that's good. He's going to be taking away key minutes from guys like Jalen Green and KPJ that need the no, time to no, develop. they no, they said hold in, meaning like he's not going to play. But oh, he's so gonna, he's like, going to pull like an Al Horford, like he's just going to sit there, not going to play. Yeah, he's just going to sit there. <laughs> yeah, it's a disa- what a disaster, really. Oh my. Oh my. All right, let's God. move on to some mailbag Monday to wrap up the episode. Um, you know, pretty excited for these questions. We got them on YouTube as always. Um, so if you guys want to, you know, get your questions featured on YouTube, make sure to go over to the community tab, like Mondays, like Sunday nights, Monday afternoon-ish, and type some questions in. Um, we'll start off with our boy, um, Boston, or Broston Yoke, who said, will the Golden State Warriors return to greatness, or was the preseason just, preseason just a fluke? I mean, I don't know if the preseason determines that they're going to be this great team, but They'll be a top three seed in the the West. I, I think say, they could be four. a top three seed. Top four. Yeah, absolutely. I think so as well. I think we're uh, a little bit higher on the Warriors than most. No, we're not. There's a lot of people high on the Warriors. I think we were the also we were, the third seed. But to, we were also uh, very high on the Chargers, and look who is right. So to address this guy's question, though, will they return to greatness? Greatness for the Warriors is winning championships back to back, and right now, no, they're not there. But they will be good this year. They won't be a playing team this year. They'll be like an actual. Oh, no, they top won't seat. be a playing team. Yeah, they'll be an actual. They'll top be in that seat. tier with like they'll be in that tier with Utah, like Phoenix and Denver. I say, mm-hmm. and you know who knows how that's going to go with those with those four. But by their standards, that's not greatness. I mean, no, it's not greatness. But like, look, I mean, without Clay, I don't think anyone expects them to be this like contender. I think they could mm-hmm. be a high seed, but I don't think like contending actually. True. Well, hopefully, Clay comes back and lights the world up. I I don't know if I hope he does. Like that, but, but you know what? The, the promising thing for the Warriors was look how they played down the stretch last year. Like they really got it together and Draymond did as well. And I think adding like these young guys. That was guys the into final the 10 games of the season. That wasn't that much of a sample size. I mean, they were like, when, like seven and three. It was like, I mean, it's whatever. something to build sure. off of though. Like it's, it's promising considering Draymond played pretty solid as well in the Olympics. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oli- oh, come on. We're using the Olympic play now. Like, I mean, KD was a god in the Olympics. So that means the Nets are locked to win the championship. Yeah, and KD's a god in the NBA. Look yeah, at that. KD's work. the best player in the but, NBA. Look, so. the, we're, we're comparing the Olympics where, you know, guys like Evan Fournier are the best player on a team. Well, I mean, there's actual not big, reasonable. bro. Dr- Draymond six, whatever he is, guarding seven foot big man, it's not easy. Like, and they play tough, gritty basketball down no, there. But like, play I mean, well. come on. Like, the the Olympics is not the NBA though. It's it's not, it's uncomparable. It's it's total. It's two totally different things. Well, I'm not, but, okay, um, but you don't want to give the Warriors it seems like any credit for the way that they finished the season last year either. Well, I, yeah, because I don't believe that. Because I, I think sports fans fall into the trap of like, oh, this team finished off strong last year, but like towards the end of the season, there's been a lot of examples in the NFL too, like in previous years of like, oh, this team finished off like three, like the Giants yes. last year. We finished off six and four. And okay. it's like, oh, the Giants like win like nine games this year. We added, but the Warriors, were, the okay. Warriors were competing for you know to get into the playoffs. Okay, like the Giants they, were they in had... for the last week of the season. Okay, come on, you had six wins. But it was it was a similar thing where 
the Giants no. finished the season six and four because they were 0 6 to start the season, finished six and 10, so they go six and four. Uh, but it was the and NFC they're a game away. It was like the worst. Ugh, it was by okay, the Warriors were in the, the 18 in the West. It's like they were like 40, like two and like 38 or 44. And okay, they, they still had like a winning game. record. You guys won six yes, games. Yes. You almost made the playoffs. Yeah, no, yes, but they lost to the Grizzlies twice in the play in. Yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies played well. Dylan Brooks oh, no, started no, once, well. once in the plan, once because they Dylan, played the Dylan Brooks did a good job business. on Steph Curry and John Moran played really well. What are you going to do? No, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, we, we to can't make it there like with that. the inconsistency of Andrew Wiggins and literally basically having Steph Curry and a bunch of scrubs, that was impressive to say. The least. And Steph Curry missed games, but I mean, yeah. still, I don't think like they were supposed to be worse than the Kings, though, even with all that. No, I think like Kelly Oubre was still a, like, they still had some guys like Kelly Oubre, yes, Andrew he, Wiggins, he was Jordan Poole. Kelly Oubre like, was Jordan a Poole's, terrible son. But Kelly Oubre was, it was solid. He was still averaging 15 on like fairly like solid numbers and not too efficient, but not but Jordan Poole really only turns it on in the end too more when he was getting more minutes. And second half of the season, I averaged 15 a game, second half of the season. So yeah, but when you're starting like, a lot of games, they, they were playing like Michael Mulder and Juan Toscano Anderson, like actual minutes, like, come on. What's actual minutes? Fifteen in your eyes? I don't. The Warriors were a pretty. Wanda Anderson was playing more than fifteen minutes. I, I like Wanda Scano Anderson, Anderson, but like he might be out of the Warriors rotation for the Warriors some, now. They the just Warriors cut Michael had Mulder. Some like players, the, there are the a lot. Warriors had some guys year. last year though. Who? But they weren't terrible. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green. They had Kelly players. Oubre. That's oh, Kelly that's Oubre not pl- fifteen. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he was too bad for them. I think Kelly Oubre was pretty solid. Jordan Poole's development is big. Clay Thompson will come back. Hopefully, Wiseman gets better when he gets back. They'll be fine. I yeah. hope. What do you mean, I hope? You're like a Warrior fan now? No, <laughs> I just want to see – because I think Steph Curry can win MVP. All right, next question. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find and the also, guys and username. Basketball is more exciting when the Warriors are winning games, regardless of what anyone says. Bro, the, the arguments that people use, like, oh, basketball is more fun when the Knicks are good. That's, like, the stupidest arguments I ever hear. It's more fun like, for the Knicks fans when the Knicks are good. That's yeah, for but sure. Like, I don't, what does it mean, though, that basketball is more rele- relevant when the, the Knicks are better? Like, it's that, the more route of the NBA of how players are exciting. Now. and It's, like, must-see must TV, and the, those teams are always on. You're telling me, like, Graf's not a Knicks fan. When you see the Knicks on TV, would you rather watch the Knicks be a good basketball team in the NBA, or would you rather watch a team like the Kings? Like, yeah, I think it's more. I think I think it's more driven around the star than the team nowadays. If there's a is there a high flying player on the Kings like a Zion on the Kings? There's yes, not. I think the there's Kings not on the enjoyable. Knicks though. The Knicks don't have a real star. No, but I'm saying I think it's more driven on like the star than the team brand nowadays. I don't think people care if the Knicks are good. I think people would want to see Zion on a good team rather than the Knicks being good. Like uh, that argument I, for like the team, like, bro, who gives a shit? Honestly, bro. Like who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. The NBA doesn't need the Knicks to be good. They can put other teams on prime time. But why would it not help if the most valuable franchise in the NBA is good and successful? But they're, they're, valu- they're, they're valuable with being bad too. Their, their value actually came out today. It didn't go up that much despite being good last year. It, like, it You're was telling the me the morale is better in basketball if the Knicks and teams That's like the Knicks. That's probably because of COVID though. Because – yeah, maybe because yeah, yeah, but the, I think the Warriors ca- caught up though because they were like 0.5. No, yeah, the Warriors, behind, 0.2. The Warriors behind, and so. Knicks were also uh, had the same amount of revenue this year, this past year as well. So that's something. That but no, how do how do the Warriors catch up? They're they're almost oh, they're only 0.2 billion. No, I'm saying in have. revenue, like money made. Like okay, but yeah. I'm talking about the value of the franchise. And, and well, the yeah, Warriors but revenue goes into the value. The value of your franchise goes up because of all the revenue that you make. Yes, but I'm. I'm I'm literally telling you that it's a fact that the Warriors caught up to us this year, and, and you know. No, I know it's because yeah. yes, and the revenue obviously backs that up. If they have the same amount as the Knicks, it makes sense yeah, how okay. the gap is closing. Okay, so let's let's move on to Ash and Phoenix, who asked, "Did you see the or do you see the ATL Hawks as a future dynasty?" Um, I personally do not. I think Trey Young as as a first option, like with, with John or no John Collins as a second option. I think more importantly. I don't know, like they're gonna, unless they can get like a Beal or some, you know. But who's going to be star. the third option? Yeah, I Dynasty mean, has like multiple superstars. DeAndre they only have one. Pretty solid. And like, let, let's look at dynasties in the NBA: Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Trey Young isn't one of those guys, you know. Like, well, I Trae, think he's trying to say that maybe he could. Trey Young could be the guy who you know convinces other guys to go to ATL with the trade pieces they have, like. I don't know. I mean, it, that he's, question's hard to answer, though, because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with... Who's the best star available right now? Let's just say Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal. You add one of those guys, they're, they're still not a dynasty. They're still not winning the title. So, like... I agree. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on to Trent Bird, who asked, what are your thoughts on Mac Jones? Do you think he's a good rookie quarterback? I think he's the best one so far. But that's I'm, not I really couldn't disagree. Uh, I guess not it's not saying much. so far, yeah. He's also in he's the also best situation. Been, yeah, exactly. And he's the so, only one who's – well, I guess Trevor Lawrence has a win. but And, yeah, and Zach Wilson does. But Mac Jones has multiple wins. And I don't really know if any other rookie quarterback can say that. I also would like – like, Mac Jones is in the best situation. They added a piece around the offseason. Best offensive coordinator, obviously. Good defense, good offensive line. But, like, he's still doing all right. He's not losing them games. I'd say that. Mm -hmm. Especially against the Cowboys. He didn't lose them that game. Yeah. Yeah, if, right, if Aguilar catches that slant, they might win. He might have taken that to the house. All right, now, Brooke Buchanan asked, do the Packers have a legit chance to win the Super Bowl and a Cardinals record prediction as well? He said, love the pod. Thank you. Thank so you for that. Cardinals record prediction, 13 and like, four. Like 14 and three. Not winning the NFC West. Okay, 14 and three, 13, four. I, I wouldn't be around there as well. I and think yes, between the, 12 and 14. The, the Packers can win the Super Bowl because they have Aaron Rodgers. It's as simple Absolutely as that. Absolutely, they can. I, I agree. Aaron Rodgers on the Jaguars, I'd give them a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's how good he is. Yeah, I, I think the Packers got a good shot. I don't know if I'd say, yeah, they're top four team in the NFC. I think that's fair. Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Cowboys. Bucks? You guys Bucks? hate the Bucks. Oh, yeah, I forgot you guys the, Bucks. Hate the Bucks. No, I like the Bucks. Oh, I don't hate the Bucks. Tom Brady's putting on his eighth ring in a few months. I'll just be sitting here saying, I told you so. No, so they're a top five team in the NFC. It's hard to repeat the graph. I don't, I don't think, you know, you're. I get that, but who's, who's the right man for the job? It's Tom Brady. It, it's Brady. It, but I mean, he couldn't even do it, you know, most of the years he, he got the opportunity to. Um, next up, he was the last to repeat. No, he was right? the last, but like I'm yeah, saying, that was like that, like, 18 years ago, yeah. I'm saying like 2018, he didn't repeat 2019, he didn't repeat 2016, 17. Like he hasn't done it actually. So, yeah, um, let's move on. To, really let's move on to uh, Eric Cavos who asked, Give us your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys. Are they a top five team in the NFL? Probably, oh, and that hurts so much. No, they're, they're not so a good. top no, they're five not. team in the NFL. Hey, Graf, I just named five teams in the NFC. Where would you rank them among those? I don't know, because like, okay, Fifth. Buffalo and Arizona are my two top teams, and then probably like the Cardinals, maybe Rams three, Bucks. Uh, Packers? Yeah, I, it's it's close, but like Chiefs? the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys will be in a game with any of these teams, though. Like they could win any of these. I games. agree. I'm not saying they're necessarily better, but they're close. they're the fifth best team in the NFC behind the Rams, the Packers, the Cardinals. Are they worse um, than the Packers though? I don't know if they're worse than the Packers. I I do think that the guys, the Dallas defense is kind of overrated. It's really They've been really high in turnovers, but they're giving up a lot of yards as well. And they're mm -hmm. definitely that's vulnerable. Okay. That's and okay. That's fine, obviously. But, like, I don't know. There's really only one team in the AFC better than the Bills. Like, mm -hmm. after what we saw from the Chargers, maybe the Ravens. But, all right, yeah, so I would say five or six is fair. Listen, their defense is still competent this year. It's not awful like it was last year, and the turnovers help. Yeah. Obviously, the, tur the turnovers won't be there every week. Diggs will have a game eventually without an interception, I think. But their offense is so good. It's just unstoppable. Yeah. So, so I'd consider them Super Bowl contenders. I think they have a chance. Probably, yeah. Okay, we got PayPal Dom, or PayPal Dam Iwanola, who asked, out of all three of you, who is the best at sports from PayPal um, Dow? I know who I, Frank I, is. Sorry, I, I'm, uh, sorry, I'm uh, mispronouncing that. But in basketball, I would beat, I would beat you guys. I think in football, think I'm winning. Would... There's no debate. And in baseball, like, I'm winning. What is football? What does football mean though? Because like football, you well, can't he, play. You no, know, like, he loves himself. his route running. <laughs> you know, no, that's the problem. Football is like a in it's not an individual sport. So, like you need a good quarterback. Like, well, listen, listen. Playing. I'm, all I'm saying quarterback, is quarterback, wide receiver, good safety. Over the summer, we had we had the round robin where we all played two v two basketball. Frank was the only one who lost all three games. So I'm not good at basketball. I'm horrible. <laughs> I get rebounds and that's it. I can't make a shot to save my life. <laughs> It's fair. <laughs> football. I yeah. can hit a baseball. I can throw a baseball hard. I can play soccer. I can play football. Not great at golf. I can hit. So the now we got kind of we kind of got a round uh, trip now of three different um, predictions for who will win it all in three different sports. First off, from Dan, World Series predictions. I'm picking the Braves. They're up two zero in the NLCS. I think they might choke that, to be honest with you, but who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go with the trash can bangers as much as it pains me to say it. I'll go with the Astros, the Astros as well. Yeah, the Trash can All right, bangers. so now Stanley Cup. Now Stanley Cup from our boy Stop Motion Bricks. 
Dude, it's the Golden Knights, man. They're they're just consistent every year. They're gonna they're choking every year. I mean, they, they just choke every year. They lost in the. Like, You're gonna say they choked their first year in the NHL because they no, lost I'm, in the I'm finals. Messing around. I'm, to I'm, Alex a hockey casual. I'm a hockey casual. I'll, I'll go. I got the Islanders so. And uh, I'm a home. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, damn, I'm not gonna go with the Leafs, Graf. They're they're uh, nah, they're, they're 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 middle of the road every year. I don't no, know. What about the Oilers? I'm going the Oilers with. You know what? Uh, give me the uh, give me the Avalanche with McKinnon. No Seattle Kraken fans here. Do the Seattle no. Kraken stand a chance? I don't know if they're no. even going to make no. the playoffs. I guess we'll see. <laughs> they're going to be what? Jack Hughes for the Devils looks pretty good though. The Devils are poverty. They're the 15th oh, obviously. East every year. But Jack, like, what's our last worst. sport? What's our last sport? And then we got our last sport is is basketball with um Nets. just our our NBA uh, finals predictions. Nets yeah, I'll Lakers. go Nets. Nets. I'll go Nets. With that question, or without um, Kyrie. With or without Kyrie, I think that's fair. I mean, oh, the no, Nets yeah, I'm, definitely I'm saying the Nets are winning. Yeah, the Nets are winning regardless. I don't know. I'm I'm just going to go with the Lakers because I really do believe that with LeBron and AD, if they stay healthy, they'll be they'll win the West. And, you know, and then the finals, you know, hopefully LeBron, AD, Ross versus KD hard. I think that would be a tough battle. We'll see. But yet again, I mean, do you think we're not going to get a Nets Lakers finals this year? Do you think we get it? No, it's this 100% year no? that. I mean, I can't say okay. 100% because like, something could always happen, but it's most likely that. Yeah. All right. That's going to be it uh, for the Sneaky Sports Podcast, season three, episode number 74 on this, oh, 70, 78, excuse me, on this Monday, October 18th, 2021. And we'll see you guys um, in the next one. Peace, fellas.